Hey babes and welcome back to the Magic Kathy show. I'm so grateful to have you back on the show and I just want to take a moment of appreciation for you and yeah for you taking the time for yourself in the first place but also entrusting me and everything that we discuss on this podcast it's really coming from my soul and I just I never script my episode it just comes through me and I channel all of the information that I want to share with you and I always ask the universe to give me the perfect guidance for you babes and I know that you receive it with so much love and I'm sending it to you with so much love and I realize that you are so into astrology as well which I'm so excited about because I did this retrograde season BAM rant. I mean, it was not even a rant. It was a real thing. I did that because I'm so passionate about it. And now seeing that it's one of my most downloaded episodes and I, I mean, the amount of feedback that I got was just mind blowing and filling me with so much love. I'm even more excited to talk more about astrology because it's a big part of how I coach my clients, how I see their unique gifts and how I see their magic. And I want you to learn more about astrology as well. So be prepared for more astrology content on the podcast. And speaking of that, I also can finally share with you that I have decided to revamp my journaling membership. So up until now, I started in April and up until now it was my monthly journaling guide and guiding you with the most amazing and aligned journaling prompts. So basically I got in inspiration to talk about a specific topic and then I created um, yeah, a journaling guide to that topic and the girls loved it so far. But I wanted to bring the journaling membership to the next level in a way that it's more exciting for me and more exciting for you in a way where you can even learn more about yourself and the thing that I downloaded after the eclipse was just mind-blowing to myself but because it's something that I would love to be a part of and obviously if I want to be a part of something I can just create it and then I'm part of it <laughs> and then I can create it for you as well to learn more and the thing that I came up with or the universe guided me towards was journaling with the universe. It's a clash of journaling and astrology. And we will dedicate the next 12 months to the, the zodiac signs, which means that we will go with the seasons of the zodiac signs and basically have a guide for every single zodiac sign every single month. And the most important thing about that is that it's not at all about your sun sign you have every single zodiac sign in your natal chart. So you were born with every single zodiac sign in your personality. And obviously it's reflecting for everyone in a really different way. But the fact that we go through every single zodiac sign in the container of 12 months just means that we go through different energies as well. And I just want you to align with every single energy that we have in the next 12 months and just see what happens because I believe that if you align your energy with the energy of the cosmos of the universe you can co-create with the universe so much more quicker and you can create so much magic in your life and at the same time you will learn so much about the energy that is within you because when the energy is in the universe it's automatically also in you because you are a part of the universe so instead of being resistant to the energy around you you surrender and you trust and you align your energy with the energy of the universe. So going with the seasons, we will start with Virgo season in September. And I'm so excited for that. I mean, Virgo season is starting in August and we start in August, August 23. And up until now, you can join us using the link below. If you have any questions, enrollment just started to open basically now and you're so invited to join us. I do have a special if you basically pay in full if you trust to join the whole year for, for this membership. But you can also go with a monthly payment plan, obviously. And it doesn't mean that the membership is ending in 12 months. I just want to stress that. It just means that we dedicate, yeah, we have this new theme. We have this new theme. We experiment and see what happens 
when we align our energy to the universe and when we journal according to the energy that is around in the cosmos. We will also talk about full moons and new moons and how they affect our lives and how we can set successful intentions. We will have a life masterclass. We will have basically everything that you can desire in this masterclass and you will just in this masterclass in this membership and you will learn so much about you. And I'm so excited for that. And I just wanted to share that with you because it's the, the newest download that I received and I just instantly knew that I have to bring that out there. I have to deliver it to you, babes, because you deserve that. You deserve it and you will love it. I just know. And now we can start with this amazing interview with Kelsey. So, hey, Kelsey, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited about everything that you do. And that's why I wanted to know more about you anyways. And then all of a sudden, like you wanted to be on the podcast as well. And I'm so excited for our conversation because I know that our listeners, they will learn so much. And yeah, I guess the best thing is that you would basically explain what you do because it's pretty unusual and not a lot of people have your gift. So maybe you can explain who you are, what you do and why you are so magical. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Um, so yeah, um, for me, so I am a clairvoyant medium. But in addition to being clairvoyant, I'm also clairaudience and I'm clairsentient. So I can hear, feel, and see things. Um, I get visions of things. I hear things. I can feel people's uh, physical pain on my body. I'm also able to pick up golden houses I've never seen, which is really interesting. Um, and I'm a medium, so I can also communicate with um, deceased loved ones. So, um, so yeah, I actually started my business, Kelsey Crystal, back in, I believe it was December. So it hasn't been a full year yet, but um, I, I'll definitely have to say it was like the best decision I ever made because I feel like I've been able to help so many people so far. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very, it's so rewarding and I'm so proud of myself, but I'm also very grateful for all the people I've been able to help and how many more people I will continue to help going forward. Um, it was definitely a big, scary risk I took because I left my job in corporate America to do what I'm doing now. Um, so, you know, along with that comes the whole judgment of society, really, mm -hmm. uh, and judgment from friends and family and all stuff like that. But it was by far the best decision I've ever made. Um, and for me, I, you know, I, I feel like I always knew that I had these gifts. I always knew I was different. I always knew I wasn't like everybody else, like growing up and stuff. Um, but it was a matter of using my gifts and really like honing in on them. And I, I wasn't able to even really tap into my gifts and start using them until I went through my spiritual awakening in 2017. Mm. Yeah, which was terrifying. <laughs> How did that look like? What, like, what do you mean with spiritual awakening? Like, how did that look like for you? Oh, gosh. It was, <laughs> um, well, I'm assuming you've been through a spiritual awakening as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, mine, I actually have a blog post about it up on my website, which is uh, it's quite lengthy, but it explains it in very far detail. But long story short, mine was in 2017, I was living in an apartment in the Washington DC area, that's where I used to live. And uh, all of a sudden, I lived there for five years in that same apartment. And all of a sudden in 2017, uh, it was really scary. <laughs> I honestly, I thought that, I thought something really bad was happening basically. And, but in hindsight, it wasn't bad, but looking back. Yeah, but it's scary. I want the time I, so it was definitely a haunted apartment that I lived in. It was 1000% haunted. It, uh, I mean, it, I had the craziest things that would happen in that apartment. I mean, I would have pictures that would go flying off the walls at two o'clock in the morning. I would have rooms that would be smacked to the floor at three o'clock in the morning. And there was like, no way it could have fallen that way. So it would be like leaning this way, but it would smack and get like, mm. it just didn't, it's stuff that didn't make sense. And it would like, plates would go flying off shelves. I mean, it was terrifying. But looking back, I think it was just, you know, part of the spiritual awakening and you know, waking me up to kind of what I'm doing now. Um, and I know that 
it, it was pretty terrifying because I thought that I was schizophrenic, to be honest. I thought I was going crazy. And I was actually, I actually had become very like suicidal during that time too, because I didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was happening to me. I didn't know why I was being contacted by spirits and stuff. I didn't know who, why. I didn't know how to communicate with them at that time. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so, and it, and it honestly too, it felt like one bad thing after another. It just felt like a domino effect. It was just one consistent bad thing after another. It was like, I, I had like my apartment was haunted and then I had like the mold stuff happen. And then it was just like, Oh my God. But really what it was doing is it was paving the way for the life that I have now. So to be honest, I posted something on my Facebook business page. Uh, I think it was like two days ago that said, um, everything that I lost is worth the peace mm. that I have now. And it's so true. Like it was totally worth, worth losing everything I lost for the peace that I have now. I mean, I'm, I'm very at peace with where I'm at now in my life. Um, and I'm really proud of myself and it took a lot to get me to where I am today. This, I mean, spiritual awakenings are not fun. Not yeah. Um, I mean, and I think when people hear the term spiritual awakening, they assume like, oh, you just randomly wake up one day and you're enlightened. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, and like, it's, it's, very, it's so beautiful and like loving and calming and magical, but it's like the opposite. <laughs> Actually. Right, yeah, it's so terrifying. And it's, and you really think that you're going crazy because yeah. you're like, what is happening to me? And just everything, like I no longer had any desire to hang out with the people that I used to hang out with. I had no desire to eat the things I used to. I had no desire to like go out to bars and get drunk every weekend anymore. I just like totally changed as a person. And literally my friends were dropping off like flies and one by one. And I was like, I have no friends left. I don't, I didn't know what to do because I became very isolated. Mm. And I think that's a very common thing of uh, spiritual awakening yeah. as well as isolation because you are just like, you don't really know what to do because you don't know what's happening to you. Um, and to be honest, I would say the majority of people that I've read, well, I would say maybe like 80, 90% of my clients are either currently going through their spiritual awakening or just starting or just finishing. They're at some point in it. And it's really refreshing now for me to be able to, after all the hell I went through with that, to be able to help them through it now as well and through my readings. You know, it's really refreshing and really cool because I wish that I would have had someone to help me through mine, to be honest, because it was, it was really terrifying. It's so interesting that you attract like exactly these people because I mean yeah. obviously people that are not into spirituality probably wouldn't work with you anyways because they wouldn't right. like think that anything that you say is like valid and stuff but I mean I can say from my own experience with you that you pick stuff up that you couldn't know from anywhere else <laughs> like it's impossible for you to know and that's why you know that it's actually true that you have these gifts and obviously I can imagine that it's not easy for you like especially with your parents or with your friends like how to explain to them that you just have these gifts I don't know how spiritual your parents are but I can imagine that this is like hard yeah so <clears throat> I actually, um, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family, very, very, um, and I feel like it's, there's a, I, I've seen this common trend with a lot of us people in like the healing realm or healers, I guess you could say, we all have come from very traumatic or dysfunctional childhood, mm. all of us, I feel like, and um, so I never really had a close relationship with my mom. Um, unfortunately, that was a very difficult thing that I had to work through and kind of come to terms with. Um, so I actually don't talk to anybody in my family besides my dad and my older half sister. Um, and they're both Pisces like me. It's <laughs> funny. We have a lot of Pisces in my family, but um, I basically, um, I always say like, I, I never really had like a mother figure if that mm -hmm. makes sense. So although she's alive and you know, here, I never really had a mother figure because, um, I'm trying to think of how to word this and explain this. Um, she, 
uh, you know, I, I wish her well, and I, I truly hope that someday she'll find peace within herself and find the healing that she needs. And I've forgiven her on my end, but, um, you know, it's, it just kind of is what it is. And mm -hmm. I just accepted that for what it was. So really, uh, I know my dad was very, very against what I do, <laughs> but I, and I love my dad. I'm close with my dad, but he's, my dad grew up uh, Catholic, very religious, and uh, he's pretty against it. But I, I didn't really care at that point because I felt like my whole life I had lived up to their expectations and I had yeah. done what they wanted me to do my whole life which was what I was doing prior to this I was working for the government which is what my dad wanted me to do so that's what he does and um you know it's that looks great on a resume looks great on paper but that's not what I wanted to do that may have been his dream of what he wanted me to do but it's not what I wanted to do um and to be honest I was completely miserable working there and uh, I'm much, much happier now. I'm in a better place now. So although my dad doesn't fully agree with what I'm doing, I think he sees how much happier I am now. So he doesn't really say much about it. Um, do I feel like it's kind of strained our relationship a little? Uh, maybe, but all, yes and no. Yes, in the regard of like, I could tell he was uncomfortable with it, but at the same time, no, because he's still my dad at the end of the day. I still mm -hmm. love him and respect him a lot. And you know, it's, also, too, um, I don't identify with a specific religion, but I do work with and through God. Like, I pray to God before every reading I do. Uh, I pray to God every day, to be honest. And my angels, my spirit guides, my ancestors. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, and I told him that, too. I'm like, I'm nothing that I'm doing is bad. I don't work with anything bad, so don't worry. But... My dad is actually highly intuitive and psychic himself, but he, he's highly, highly, which is the irony of this whole thing, but he, um, he doesn't really use it. Well, I, I feel like he knows that he is, but he doesn't act on it, if that makes yeah. sense. Now, with regard to my friends, um, oh, it was interesting. So my friends kind of they didn't really believe me at first I feel like I think at first they were just like okay like she's crazy whatever but it's funny because my two best friends that I have they they never told me that they didn't believe me but I, I kind of like feel it I, I mean maybe I was overthinking it I don't know but it's funny because they at first they would be like don't tell me anything that you're picking up for me. I don't want to know. <laughs> They're scared. And, and, that's fine. and I respect that. Yeah. You know, some yeah. people don't want to know and that's fine. But so anyway, but then they would like, they would see things in my life manifest into existence. Like I would manifest things at rapid speed for myself. I manifest things very, very quickly. And they would see things that I would pick up for other people come true or things that I would pick up for myself come true or whatever. So they, I, I think that's, they finally kind of got on the bandwagon and started believing me. So now they actually come to me for, I'm the first person that they come to for advice of anything. And, uh, and actually, um, one of them, she referred like four people my way the other day. So mm -hmm. it's really refreshing and really cool now to like, you know, have their respect and their support now. Um, not that they didn't respect or support me in the beginning. I think they were just a little confused and <laughs> they really fully understand it. Um, but now they do, and it, it, it's really refreshing because it's, it's really cool to be able to, uh, use my gifts to help so many people and have my two best friends support me through that as well. So, yeah, I think it's normal that if they know you like for a longer time and then all of a sudden they, you, you come out, come out with all of these gifts and they are not used to that, that they might be a little bit like who is this person now? Like, exactly. where does it come from? Yeah. 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 So I, I was wondering when was like the first time you remember that you realized that you have gifts or like that you felt something is different or that you picked something up from someone else? Like when, when did you realize that? Uh, when I was 13. So, mm -hmm. well, uh, Actually, okay, so when I, 13, I got my very first vision ever, which I'll explain in a moment, 
But when I was seven, eight years old, I think when I was seven was when I got my very first like dreams because I it it came through as dreams at first. So when I was seven, eight years old, around that age, I would get dreams of things like that would happen, and they would happen spot on like my dream, like completely accurate like my dream but it would happen a couple months down the road and I remember at the time I I don't know it's so it's so crazy looking back on this and then to be honest it's kind of weird when I talk about this too because <laughs> back, I wish I would have known weird meaning like I wish I would have known what was going on at the time but I didn't know and I thought it was like a normal thing and I had no clue so um but looking back you know I just remember like telling my sisters or telling like other people like, you know, oh my God, I had a, like, it, it felt like deja vu. Like I would be like, oh yeah. my God, I had a dream about this two months ago and it was happened spot on. And I think people would just kind of look at me like I was crazy because I was a kid, you know, and kids have very imaginary um, imaginations anyway. But, but in addition to that, I also had like imaginary friends. I... <laughs> And I think my parents thought I was really weird, but um, <laughs> when I was 13, I got my very first vision ever. So my sister, um, she had stayed home from school one day because she was sick. Um, I rode the bus home from school and, you know, my mom and dad were at work. So I came home and she goes, um, one of her guy friends had just left. And mind you, this is before Facebook came out, before yeah. Twitter came out, before Instagram came out. I think the only thing that was around back then was MySpace. But I picked this up right away. And this was my very first vision I had ever got. So she's like, yeah, my friend just left. But she didn't tell me anything about him. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'm like, oh, was he wearing, like, did he have brown hair and have on a brown shirt? And it was like, <laughs> like, I literally listed everything he had on down to the color, down to the brand, down to his height, down to his eye color, his hair color, everything. And I just remember her jaw dropped and she looked at me and she goes, how did you know that? And I just remember being like, I don't know. I have no clue. And that was my very first vision I ever, ever got. I'm actually getting chills as I'm saying uh. this because it's, it's so crazy. And I, but I was 13. So at the time I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know that it was like a, uh, you know, I didn't know I was clairvoyant. I just assumed like, oh, this is like a normal thing that everybody can pick up these things. You know <laughs> I mean? And she was just like, oh my God, how did you know this? So then, you know, at the older I got, I felt like the stronger it got. However, I ignored it for so long because again, A, I didn't really understand what it was at the time. Um, B, I because of like the way I was brought up in a very dysfunctional household and things like that, I was kind of scared to voice what I was feeling or what I was seeing and things like that. I was always kind of like my thoughts or my beliefs or my feelings were always silenced growing up by my mom. Um, so, you know, I didn't, I didn't really know how to hone in on it or tap into it back then because of that. So then in my early twenties, um, me and my sister used to go to, um, we, I used to drink a lot back in the day. I don't anymore, but her and I, this was like eight years ago. We used to go out to like all these bars in our, our hometown area and things like that. And, um, so anyway, long story short, um, she would always, she she just dated the worst guys. I hate to say this, but <laughs> so uh, every guy that she dated or had, you know, a boyfriend or whatever, she would always like. I would always pick up exactly what was going to happen throughout the relationship, and she would always get mad at me at first because she would be like, <laughs> "You're no. just jealous," like blah blah blah. And I'm like, "No, I'm not jealous. This is really what's going to happen." And and every single time, I nailed it spot on, like what was going to happen whatnot, things like that. There was one night where her boyfriend, he was in the military. And this is when I, this is when I really knew that I had gifts, but I was, again, I was too scared to act on them, but I was just randomly pick up things. And this is actually when the very first time my sister said, I think you're psychic. So I would pick up exactly how her relationships would play out, like to the T. What I would pick up exactly everything from the guy's past, which we both didn't even know anything about their past at that point, but then it was confirmed later on. 
anyway, so there was one time where she, um, her boyfriend was in the Navy and he was like on some work trip in uh, Nevada. And he said, oh, I have to stay here a couple more days. I will be back till Monday. It's like Friday night. And she goes, okay. And I remember her and I were going out to a club that night and I said, he's going to be at this club. And she was just like, you're crazy. Like, blah, blah, blah. You're jealous and this and that. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. And I was like, I just have a feel. I just know he's at this club. I was like, I know he's at this club with some blonde girl. And she was like, she got really mad at me. I mean, understandably so. Uh, because before we actually saw it happen, it's, it sounds a little like, okay. Uh, but so we ended up showing up at that bar and lo and behold, he was there with the, the girl that I described, like down to the T of what she looked like. And, um, so anyway, that was like a really big, it's a very unfortunate example to use, but, um, so I would, but anyway, I was able to pick up like in every relationship she was in, like exactly to the T of what was going to happen, things from their past, um, like even what this girl looked like down to the T and then she would be like, I think you're psychic. And I would be like, yeah, I do. <laughs> but then, you know, I, I would say like, oh, I think I am too. But then it would kind of go back and forth because then it would be like, well, I think I am, but I'm too scared to like admit it to people. And I'm too scared, I don't know how to use it. I'm too scared to use it. And again, I didn't know enough about it. And I was also in undergrad college at the time. It was just like focused on that. It was like, well, you know, it is what it is. I just kind of ignored it. So to be honest, um, sometimes I feel like I wish I would have gone through my spiritual awakening a little bit earlier and developed these gifts earlier, but everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I know everything is divinely guided. And to be honest, it truly all happened the way it was supposed to for a reason. So I'm very, I'm just grateful that it happened the way that it did. But looking back, I'm like, you know, I could have really honed in all the gifts back then, but <laughs> I guess it was really the spiritual awakening that kind of forced me to start using my gifts and I'm more grateful than ever. So, yeah. <laughs> but can you actually use your gifts for your own life as well? Or is it just for other people? That's a really good question. So, um, I, I, okay, so it's really interesting. So I used to be able to only pick up for other people and I used to not be able to pick up for myself at all. And I couldn't figure out why. And so I have a girl who does my readings and she's like me where she doesn't use any like tarot or oracle cards. She just does like the drawings. Well, she doesn't do drawings. She just kind of like picks it up clear audiently. But anyway, her and I were talking over the phone like two months ago and I said, I don't understand, well, this is about four months ago. And I said, I don't understand why I can pick up so much in such detail for other people, but I can't pick up anything for myself. And she said, that's because you don't want to feel what you need to feel. And mm -hmm. I, it was just like something clicked. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, how did I never realize this? Like literally it was, repressed trauma and repressed emotions that I was avoiding feeling. Yeah. And, you know, I talk about trauma a lot on my page and taking a trauma-informed approach and things like that. And this is one of the reasons why, because people don't realize um, how much trauma that they carry from childhood, even from early adulthood and whatnot, um, and, and what it really creates and how it manifests into your reality. Mm. So for me, it was manifesting into my reality as um, not being able to pick up things for myself, A, and B, amongst other things as well, kind of like the mold situation and things like that. But anyway, so, um, you know, she was like, you're avoiding feeling those feelings. So after we had that conversation a couple months ago, I finally started doing a lot of shadow work and inner child work to really bring up those feelings and feel them, which for me was a huge deal because um, I don't know if you're familiar with the attachment styles, but attachment styles, yeah. there's four different kinds. Mine was anxious avoidant. Yeah. So I would always avoid anything that was good for me. I would avoid it and I would self-sabotage and I didn't even realize I was doing it. And uh, but that's because that was how I learned how to cope with a lot of abuse that I endured 
childhood was avoiding um, and avoiding like mentally. So I carried that over into adulthood and, you know, I just would avoid all these things I needed to feel and doing things like shadow work and inner child work. And for those of you who don't know it, um, yeah, that's, that's actually work. what I do in my coaching because I just freaking love both of that because yeah. I feel like all of these affirmations, they are like shit if you don't do the inner work, like the deep stuff. You can yes. tell yourself that you love yourself one million times and it won't do anything. Right. And that's so yeah. frustrating. Yeah, It is. Well, one thing that I see that's so common on Instagram, I see this daily and it gets on my nerves so bad. I hate to say this, but honestly, yeah, <laughs> one thing I see daily is these people who are like, sign up for my eight week course and you'll make six figures like me. But it's like, actually, no, they won't. Because if you're, okay, so here's the thing. If you throw someone like me, who used to have an anxious avoidant attachment style into a course like that, you know what's going to happen? <laughs> sign up for it. I'll do two weeks of the course then I'll drop out and won't finish it. Why? Yeah. Because of avoided attachment style. If you are putting people with, and, and a lot of the people who do sign up for these courses are dealing with some level of trauma or some trauma block. And if you're throwing people into these things, but not working through the root cause of yeah. what's causing their issues to begin with, then they're going to revert right back to how they were before they started the course. And then it's a total waste of money. And then they're going around in circles. And I'm speaking from experience with this. I mean, I never personally signed up for any like, six-figure type courses, but other things in the past that I would do, and I've seen this time and time again. It's a very common thing that I see, um, and again, with the shadow work, it's just so important because it's really facing those shadow sides of yourself that you don't want to face yeah. and that you don't want to confront, and that can be a very scary thing, especially because in society, we are told in society that we're not allowed to feel those things really that we have to constantly be quote unquote perfect or be happy all the time and that's just not realistic i always say and i have this in a couple of my posts as well it's okay to not be okay yeah. and it's okay important. To feel yeah. yeah it's so important and it's okay to feel everything you need to feel because if you're not feeling what you need to feel and you're just avoiding it that's what's going to happen. That's going to grow larger and larger until you confront it. Uh, the more you avoid, the larger it grows. And I always say to people, you should never let go of something because what happens when you let go? You want it back. But if you release something, you no longer want it back. So that's one thing I really talk about too is, you know, when you're doing this shadow work and inner child work and things like that, release it. So you no longer want it back and, and it's okay to really feel everything you need to feel. And one thing that I always tell people too is I tell my clients this, when you're doing things like shadow work, it's really important. And this is something that's helped me tremendously. Write down whatever your shadow is, whatever it is you're trying to work through or whoever you're trying to work through, things like that, whatever situation it may be. And even if you don't have a pen and paper, just, Put it in like a notebook, a notepad in your phone or like a, you know, an email, like you're going to send an email to yourself and write down that person's name or that shadow that you're facing within yourself and write down how it makes you feel and make a list of it and read that list out loud because it really resonates when yeah. you can say so-and-so made me feel and make a list and read every single word out loud. It clicks, something like clicks and that yeah. helps you tremendously. What yeah. I actually, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, what, <laughs> what I actually like to do because I'm really a fan of speaking it out loud as well. And I like to combine that in my, in the work that I do with my clients with EFT tapping. So really tapping through all of the blocks and like everything that holds you back. And it's so, so releasing. And yes. usually in the middle of the tapping session, I'm like bursting into tears with my clients together and we are like so crying, but afterwards we feel so good. It's incredible. And I never realized how, I don't know, what an effect it can have to just tap on certain areas. So it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's so incredible. And I'm glad you brought that up. I'm actually getting certified in EFT at the end of July. So I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking this like four day course to get certified in it. I'm really excited because, because I talk about trauma so much. I figured like it was helpful to get certified in it or it will be helpful to get certified in it as well. So I can really incorporate that with my trauma-informed approach that I take and stuff like that. But 
shadow work is, you know, for someone and really quick, but for somebody coming from somebody like such as myself who has PTSD, um, shadow work can be very triggering, very, because it can bring up a lot of old repressed emotions and feelings and it can trigger someone with PTSD into a panic attack. Mm. So for me, it was like terrifying because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a panic attack and I'm not going to be able to function the next day. It was just really fear-based thoughts that I had and my anxiety overthinking it. But, um, but you know, just bringing those up, working through it and feeling that out without being triggered into a panic attack. And if I do get triggered, how to move through that, you know, it's so important. And this is what I teach my clients as well, because, and it helps because, because of how much I'm able to pick up during my readings and like, especially in past, I'm able to pick up a lot from past as, as you know, (laughs) um, I, um, it helps a lot with doing shadow work and inner child work because I relate everything I've been able to pick up from, you know, from past really into, uh, how to work through the inner child and tell the inner child, you know, everything's going to be okay and place themselves back in that position as if they were the child again, but rewiring their brain to say how they're going to do it differently this time or, you know, be that support system that they didn't have when they were a child. Yeah, 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 that's actually what I do as well. And I think that's like, it's so important to do that like consistently because Mm -hmm. yeah, triggers come up basically every day until you really have released that. Um, Because I know that you're a reflector, I would really love to talk about your energy because yeah, I mean, uh, (laughs) um, you obviously don't know too much about human design, I guess, but I picked up that you are a reflector. So that's basically only 1% of the whole population of this planet and I kind of knew that she that Kelsey has to be a reflector because she has all all of these gifts and reflectors are basically they have all centers open and they basically take in all of the energy and that's and they amplify it that's why you see so many things and why you feel so many things and why you're so intuitive as well and I know that reflectors have a really hard time protecting themselves Uh, when it comes to energy and especially because you do a really deep work I would love to know how you do that like before and after readings and generally in life and if you have like a limit of clients you take on every day because I know I'm a projector and I have a hard time with my energy protection as well and I only do a couple of like two clients max every day I would prefer only have one client a day (laughs) just because I'm really like sensitive yeah um, that's a really good question. So I don't have a certain limit of clients I take on per day. I probably should because, um, it, it is a lot and it, it, it can become very draining. And I know as a reflector, which by the way, um, I had no clue I was a reflector until you told me. And then when I looked into it, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever Yeah, it's so cool. It, with everything with human design, you read it and you're like, oh my gosh, that's like so me. So yeah. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> yeah, I had no clue what human design was until you told me. And thank you for that. Because I was like, wow, this is so cool. How did I even feel about this? Um, I'm definitely... 10,000% a reflector. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I feel like I used to have a really, really, really difficult time protecting my energy, uh, not only through readings, but just in general being out in public. Cause you know, I absorb, I'm like a sponge. I absorb things from people like that. And I yeah. pick up things from people all day long out in public, like, you know, just standing in line at Starbucks or whatever. I'll pick up, even driving, I pick up things from the person in the car next to me. Um, so for me, I think it's really what helps me with that was grounding. And I know this, it sounds so simple and it's kind of like, huh? But <laughs> for someone like me who has very high energy, such as myself, um, and does very deep work like I do um grounding is just so important for me because it helps me just stay focused and know that whatever I'm stressing about is just you know fear-based anxiety thoughts and things like that but also too um 
I don't know. I, I mean, I use, I have a huge amethyst crystal. That's the only crystal I have, really. Well, I have a couple of small ones, too, but um, I'm trying to think of how I really keep myself protected. I mean, I do a lot of Epsom salt baths. I do those weekly or try to. Um, and I have my crystals. I don't really do sage cleanses as much anymore, but I'm not really a fan of the smell. <laughs> but I, I meditate daily, and I actually, I just ask, God and my guides and my ancestors uh, for protection daily, and I meditate daily. I have to. If I don't meditate daily, I'm like a mess. I'm like all over the place. I'm like my anxiety's through the roof, and I'm just like it's just bad. So, um, and one thing that I do that has helped me a lot uh, during meditation, which has helped ground me and help protect me as well, is raising my vibration. Mm. So as the higher I can raise my vibration, the less I get affected by low energies trying to bring me down or just, you know, even if I do pick up things from people throughout the day, it won't affect me as badly because I'm up vibrating higher. Um, so I'm trying to think of how to explain this. Um, I know you know what it means, but I'm trying to explain yeah, But how do you actually do it? I guess for our listeners, it'd be cool to have yeah, a yeah, yeah. kind of guidance. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's what I was like. I'm trying to think of how to explain this for the listeners. So everything has an energetic frequency um, and everything is energy, literally everything. Money is energy, feelings are energy, everything. So one thing that I do every single day when I meditate, uh, I usually do it in the morning. Um, I talk to my guides and ancestors and God and, and I ask them to open up all seven of my chakras and I ask for love and abundance in each chakra. And I actually picture, like I visually picture as my eyes are closed and as I'm meditating, love and abundance flowing into each chakra. And I say it out loud and I ask them for love and abundance in each. And then I actually picture colors flowing into it as well. And one color, well, two colors I've been focusing on lately is orange and pink because orange resonates with um, sacral plexus. And sacral was something that I used to struggle with a lot because I used to struggle a lot with feeling safe and safety uh, because of my past with um, domestic violence and trauma and things like that. Um, so one thing I always focus on when the love and abundance is coming into my chakras is the color orange. Um, and my notebook that I do on my readings and is also orange. Um, and so I focus on orange and pink. Orange and pink. Now, you can do any color you want, but this is a really good way to raise your vibration and your energetic frequency is to just, um, you know, ask your guides or whoever you speak to to open up your chakras and um, ask for love and abundance and actually visualize that coming into your chakras with the colors. Yeah. Um, another thing I do as well is I ask for them to ground me and then I ask or I picture somebody, I had a friend who was a Reiki master who told me to do this. I don't know exactly what it's called, but um, he said, picture like energy coming in up through your feet, up through your legs and up through your body and coming out through your head. And then oh, like yeah. surrounding Like a zip, yeah. Uh, zip leg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. Oh, I've never heard that term. Like, like zipping, like zipping a jacket from oh, oh, like, zipping. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, sorry. Um, yeah. I misunderstood you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And then like it coming out of your head on top and yeah. surrounding you with a blue light or protection. So that's helped me a lot as well. But I would say the main thing is asking for the love and abundance in my chakras and also disconnecting energy is very, very important. So for, for the listeners, um, this is something you can try at home as well. If you are a highly sensitive empath and you absorb energy from people all day long while you're at work or whatever, this helps a lot. Um, and to be honest, I used to get sick when I would do readings because I didn't know how to disconnect energy. When I first began doing readings, I would have to reschedule people because I would get sick. And, and it was just like not, I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to like effectively disconnect energy because I was disconnecting, but anything that I tried wasn't fully working. Like I just felt mm -hmm. like this isn't working. What is going on? So I had a friend who taught me how to do this. So what you do is, uh, and I do this after each reading, but you can also do it, you know, even if you don't do readings, just on a daily basis when you get home after work from the day, let's say you work with very toxic coworkers and, you know, you absorb their energy. 
um, ask for whoever you pray to or talk to or what whatnot. Um, ask them to disconnect the energy. And what you do is you stick your arms out and you face your palms upward toward the ceiling and both arms out in front of you. And what you do is you breathe in and you put your right arm, uh, your right hand on your left shoulder. And as you're breathing in, you're gonna breathe out and exhale and swipe that hand down your left arm and disconnect the energy. And you're gonna do this four times. So you're gonna do it right hand, left shoulder, and then left hand, right shoulder, and swipe it down the arm as you're exhaling and disconnect the energy. You do it four times with palms facing up, and then you do your palms facing downward toward the floor and do it four times on that side as well. Disconnect the energy, ask your guides to ground you, and then yeah, that honestly has saved my life. Like, I'm not kidding. I used to get so sick after I would do readings because I didn't know this technique, and I'll, I'll never forget the very first time I had um, read a deceased loved one, I, I got so sick. My whole body after that reading turned red, like my skin turned tomato red. I was sick for like three, four days after. So, but I didn't know how to disconnect energy back then. So, yeah. <laughs> but now, now I'm fine, they do. But that's a really, really, really helpful technique to use uh, for the listeners. I don't know exactly what it's called. I just had a friend who showed me that, but it's very, very helpful. Yeah, actually they say that reflectors are really prone to illnesses and some of them actually if they don't know what they what their gifts actually are and that they are so sensitive, a lot of them unfortunately die really soon just because they pick up all of the illnesses. So they really like have to be careful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I actually didn't know that. That actually yeah. makes perfect sense though because I'm sure as you read on my page and for the listeners, um, I became very sick from toxic molds in my apartment in the DC area. I lived in it for five years. I was diagnosed with a myriad of health issues, um, myriad of autoimmune diseases. Um, and I also am a cancer survivor as well. Wow. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I had skin cancer in 2014 and then cancer assists in my breast in 2017. Wow. Um, and I also have, you know, I, I try not to list off what I have because I don't, I feel like when you say like, oh, I have this disease, then you identify with that disease. Um, but I try not to let what I have like define me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, I do have a condition called chronic inflammatory response syndrome. And that I actually developed living in toxic molds. Um, it, it's biotoxin illness that causes that. Uh, but I'm sensitive to everything. I mean, I'm sensitive to not only molds, but chemicals, certain foods. I'm 100% dairy free, gluten free. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm sensitive to literally everything. everything. I literally could not, I can't even find deodorants that I won't react to. I mean, I've literally tried every deodorant you can think of that's all natural, like 100% natural ingredients and I still react. I, I can't even find, yeah, <laughs> I'm so sensitive. And, but it's interesting because I would say a lot of my clients are just like me actually. So I, I attract what I am, which is really cool, but um, it's definitely a struggle for sure being the sensitive because most people don't understand um, and trying to date being the sensitive is kind of a joke. <laughs> yeah, I, I was really wondering now that you, uh, say that how is it like to be in a relationship with you i mean i i don't want to be too like if, if you don't want to answer anything but i can imagine that it's not so easy if you tell someone like your partner or a potential partner what your gifts are i can imagine that they might be afraid maybe what are your experiences with that and we i know yesterday we talked about your venus uh, so yeah. Yeah. yes uh, no, that's a really good question. I've actually never been asked that before, but I feel like people are curious to know this answer. So I'm glad you asked, actually. Um, and I, I, I'd love to talk about this. So yeah, problem number one is my Venus. And for the listeners, your Venus in your astrology chart is love and relationships and yeah. how you act in relationships. My Venus is in Cancer. I'm also a Pisces sun and a Pisces rising in a Leo moon. So I have a lot of water. I'm very sensitive. <laughs> and in relationships, I'm like, so sensitive and really 
oh, sorry, um, okay. and really give my all. And, um, you know, I haven't been in a relationship in almost two years. Uh, my last, like, real relationship I was in ended in March of 2018. Um, and I didn't start calling myself a clairvoyant medium until this year, 2019. Um, so I haven't been in a relationship since then. I did date two guys since then, but it, I wouldn't say it was, like, an actual relationship. It was just, like, more like dating. But to be honest, I get ghosted a lot once I tell guys like it because I think they freak out. But it's I, I'm laughing because I'm like, um, I can I, still pick you up. <laughs> no. Right, 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 right. No, I'm laughing because um, I think the listeners are probably gonna be like, "Wow, it's pretty brave of her to say that." But I don't really care anymore because I'm like, you know, whatever. Like, I'll. I feel like if like everything really, really truly does happen for a reason and everything is divinely guided and there's nothing happens by coincidence. And to be honest, I still have yet to find a guy that, uh, fully understands me, which I know that's kind of asking for a lot because I am very different from most people. But to be honest, a lot of the men that I've dated in the past, um, or attracted, I, for some reason, I always actually, I know the reason to this, I'll say it in a minute, but I always attract men who want therapists basically and who have some type of addiction issue. All my ex-boyfriends were, um, and very physically abusive and, uh, were addicted to some sort of drug, whether that was cocaine, ecstasy, heroin, uh, whatever. They all had addiction issues and were very abusive. So, um, to be honest, I don't mind being single because I'm so busy. First of all, I don't have time to date someone right now. And I also, um, which is a great problem to have. I'm not complaining. Yeah. I love being busy. But um, I also, too, I, I had a lot of healing I had to do with um, why I was attracting those type of men. Um, and it stemmed from my childhood, from my mom, my relationship oh, with my yeah. partner, because she was very, very abusive. And... Um, so, you know, that's why, but also too, now I, now I don't attract abusive men, but I attract men who are like, uh, just really want therapists basically. Like there were a couple, I got on Bumble a couple months ago and it was like, I mean, these guys hadn't even met me in person and they would just cry over the phone to me and, which I don't mind because, you know, it, it's, I'm used to going out in public on a daily basis and talking to strangers and like having strangers uh, open up to me very quickly. That's a very common thing, which I mean, and it's great that I'm able to make them feel that comfortable. Um, but the guys from Bumble, it was just like, <laughs> they would just like, they basically just wanted like a mom. I feel like, like they would cry and complain about their problems, but they wouldn't do anything to fix it. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. I'm like, this is just like, <laughs> oh, waste of time. so but but regardless some guys are okay with it or I've had some guys who pretended to be okay with it I don't really know to be honest I feel like they all kind of get weirded out when I tell them and it's definitely been a struggle for sure because I'm kind of like am I gonna be single forever <laughs> I don't think so <laughs> yeah I don't think I will either I really now that I've done a lot of the shadow work and inner child work I'm able to up things for myself much deeper now and to be honest I keep getting visions of me with some like tall guy with like dark hair and really sweet so and again the guy doesn't have to do what I do or be into it I'm just asking for like support yeah. uh, and you know and I get some people because it's so taboo some guys don't want to and that's fine I'm not going to force anybody that's not meant for me I'm not going to whatever uh right now I'm currently not trying to date at all because I feel like every time I try it just becomes a huge distraction mm -hmm. um because again I just have to track these men who were like had a lot going on in their lives at the time which I get it you know um everybody has issues nobody's perfect but it's like I don't feel comfortable entering into a relationship with someone who just wants me to fix them. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's sure. not my job to fix somebody. Um, you know, it's like in a relationship wise, it's not my job. Um, I love what I do in my readings. I love helping and fixing my clients. I absolutely love that, but that's different. 
you know, that those are my clients. I would go to bat for them. I would ride or die, do anything for them. But I'm not going to fix a guy in a relationship who wants me to give all my energy to him. Yeah. When I barely have any, any energy left to give at the end of the day anyway, because of my readings, yeah, like, yeah. and I tell guys this, I'm like, I don't, I barely have any energy left to give you. Like, I can't fix your problems for you. You need to like do some of the work on your own because at the end of the day, you know, again, everyone has problems, but how it's like, how self-aware are you and how willing are you to fix your own problems? So you don't have to rely on me 24 yeah. seven. Cause at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm busy with my clients and stuff and I'm not going to always have time to like, you know, fix you or whatever. Um, and especially if it's not being reciprocated. And that was one common thing I kept coming across is these men who wanted me to be like a therapist to them basically, but wouldn't reciprocate anything. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't really have the energy for this. Yeah, <laughs> and I know that may sound a little harsh. I don't mean it to be harsh at all, but I hope that makes sense. No, but I mean, in a relationship, you want to be like, you want to play out your feminine energy as well. And I feel like you can't do that if you constantly mother your boyfriend at some right. point. Yeah. Yes. And they all want moms. And I'm just like, I, I like, what? <laughs> I just don't get it. Uh, well, I understand it because, you know, it, it usually stems from their childhood or it stems from a past relationship they were in or low self-esteem or things like that, which I get it. But at the same time, it's just like, uh, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone where I have to baby them basically. Yeah. So <laughs> Understandable. I'm actually really glad that you asked that because I feel like <laughs> a lot of people are very curious to know how my dating life is because of my gifts, but I feel like they're too scared to ask. So I'm actually really glad you asked. That. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially because you brought all of the stuff for your sister up. I was wondering like, can you read like potential boyfriends? <laughs> no, I can't. Trust me. Oh, and you know what's so funny? Actually, this is the first time I'm ever admitting this live. Um, this is hilarious. I'm actually about to admit this. So <laughs> one way that I began, uh, like before I ever started my business, this is like back in September of 2018. So almost a year ago, September, October timeframe. I would be on like Tinder and Bumble, the dating apps. And every like, I would actually, that's how I tested how much I could pick up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how cool. This is the first time I've that's ever genius. seen it. So it's embarrassing, but it's funny. No, right? it's cool. So I would literally like, well, it's not really embarrassing. It's just, it's pretty comical to be honest. I would like be swiping through and I would start picking up things from every guy I was swiping through and every guy I had a conversation with. I would go into full reading mode with them. I didn't mean to. It's just that my gifts were coming into fruition like more and more and more. And I couldn't help it. And I think that they, you know, it's so funny. I'm like joke around with my best friend. I'll send her screenshots or I used to do this when I was on the dating apps. I would be like, this is why I'm single because I would start just picking up stuff and then left and right. And these guys would get so freaked out. They'd be like, how do you know all this? Are you like a private investigator? <laughs> <laughs> you have like detective. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny though. Cause I would just start picking up stuff left and right. And I don't really have a filter. Um, well, I do a little, but I just don't. I don't really care what people think of me in that regard because it's my gifts and I fully own them and accept them for what they are. But it was so funny because that's actually how I learned how to do readings kind of because I would be like in multiple conversations and be going back and forth picking up things and I would pick up things as I was swiping. And so, yeah, that's the first time I've ever admitted that live. <laughs> it's really <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> so. So cool. But I mean, that's actually a good idea to just use dating apps because yeah, it's, it's, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I would recommend it. Um, I definitely didn't like intentionally plan it out that way. It just kind of, it's, it's a hilarious story, I think. So <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being so open today. Honestly, like I had so many insights and I think it's pretty interesting and I think it's pretty like grounding as well for our listeners because usually when we hear people have these gifts we kind of idolize them and we wish we would have them as well and we don't see that there's a shadow side of that and that you had to go through a lot of hard times probably also in your childhood and all the way yeah until you basically came up to your spiritual awakening and until last December when you decided to truly own your gifts and yeah, yeah 
I'm like so glad you did because now you help so many people. Maybe you can just let our listeners now know where we can find you so we can stay in touch with you. Yeah, so, uh, well, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on today. Um, and thank you for that kind message. I really appreciate it. Um, but my Instagram is at Kelsey Crystal underscore. So it's K-E-L-S-E-Y Crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L underscore. Uh, my link to my website is in my bio, and it's www.kelseycrystal2, the number 2.com. So kelseycrystal2.com. Um, and on my website, you can book, you can view my testimonials, you can read my blog posts, my blog posts about my spiritual awakening. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then my Facebook page is also linked to my website. So on like the main homepage of my website, if you scroll down to the bottom, it has like a little F symbol for Facebook and you click it and it redirects you straight to my Facebook uh, business page as well, where you can also read testimonials as well. Um, there's not as many testimonials on there. I think there's only about six, but, um, but yeah, you can also view it on there as well. So. Perfect. I will definitely link everything down below and then, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to see how your business is going, but I'm pretty sure it's going amazing because you, you are so accurate and I've yet to, to write my testimonial, but I'm pretty sure by the time this podcast episode is live, your tes uh, my testimonial will be on your business page as well. <laughs> no, you're fine, no worries. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it and have a great day. Yeah, <laughs> bye. Bye. Right, bye. Bye. bye.